Serving Suggestion by Tempest Productions. Written by Bibi Berkey. Performed by Mark Lingwood and Bibi Berkey. Hello. I'm here to listen. I suppose you're going to try and stop me killing myself. Hello. Because I'm all ready to do it. Everything is about to end for me. Everything. The whole sorry lot of it. Uh, hello would be all nice. All right. Bloody hello to you too. Haven't you got anything more meaningful to say at this important juncture? Hang on. I just need to check my notes on this one. I've rigged it all up. I'm moments away from happy oblivion. Right. I think I need to speak to my supervisor. They have supervisors at the helpline. Oh, yes. They wouldn't let a novice like me loose on... Um... On a man hell-bent on wiping himself off the face of this putrid earth. Try and distract the corner from the subject. Um, so what can you see from where you are? I can see a coffee and tea area, which is otherwise known as a station, a beverage station. A rope. Uh, perhaps don't look at that. Please don't look at that. Uh, I know. Look at yourself. What? Go on, look in the mirror. Tell me what you look like. How's that going to help me stop me kidding myself? Uh, and can you just not say that? The K word. Just find a mirror. Go on. All right. But you're only putting off the inevitable. Find a mirror, for God's sake. Dreams is stuff up. Oh. Found one. Yes. Go on, then. What's your best feature? The one working eye. There you go. One of them's working. Hooray. I see a lot of broken capillaries. Let's not focus on the negatives. What about your hair? Which one? What do you mean, which one? I can see two from here, both peeping coyly from one nostril. Chin. A strong chin? Several, all week. You've got ears, haven't you? Of course I've got bloody ears. Well, what are they like? Well, they're like ears, what can I say? My mother seemed to think they were neat, I suppose. Oh, I love a neat ear. My eyebrows. Go on. Well, they're... What's the word? Lush. Wow. Lush enough to brush. I mean... Oh, I'm stopping this now. I've got things to do, remember? No. If distraction doesn't work, try being more personal. I was born with an extra gland. There, I've said it. How could you have an extra gland? What does it do? Um, it's some kind of genetic throwback. It secretes stuff it shouldn't. I have a lot of extra secretion. Between the lungs and the kidneys. Somewhere around there. A gland. Secretions. You're making this up, aren't you? Well... If you set out to distract me, then you've certainly achieved it. Uh, an extra gland, for God's sake. <laughs> You're laughing. I'm not. You are. I heard a wheeze. It was a wheeze of despair. It was a laugh. Whatever. I'm suddenly tired. God, I'm tired of everything. Are you still looking in the mirror? What if I am? It's a laugh, isn't it? You can see it, can't you? Go on, admit it. All right, all right, all right. There does appear to be something like a reluctant smile. It could be something else. Some rictus or nerve damage. Call me tomorrow. What? Turns out I'm eligible for an extra two weeks paid leave, just for long service. I've served a very long time. Oh, how long? 32 years. 32 years selling canal boat holidays. Yeah. No wonder you want to end it all. I'm not sure. But I think saying that could get you kicked off the helpline. Well, I knew someone who managed to get four horses onto a canal boat. Oh, we'd never allow that. Oh, they, they insisted on going on, apparently. 
Here's a question. What would you do if you had your time all over for a job? I always fancied working with resin. Resin? Ah, in what way? I'm not fussy. Apparently some people milk snakes for a living. I don't think I'd do that. Ah. I see. You're still trying to distract me. Is it still there? What? You know, hanging there. The thing. Yes, it's still there. Can't you attach a basket to it or something? For plants? Do you think so? Make a feature of it. Are you really allowed to say things like that? No one said I can't. Or not specifically about hanging baskets. Well, there are worse jobs anyway. Anal searches for drugs, that kind of thing. I was thinking more about mining. Oh. Although, I wouldn't fancy anything anal either. Now you mention it. I'll tell you what never appealed to me... Oh, hang on a second. My supervisor. Everything, uh, everything all right? Oh, apparently I'm not to use the word anal. It's on a banned list. It might upset you. How would it upset me? Well, well it might trigger things. The only thing it would trigger to me is an entire carry-on script, surely? You fibbed the other day, didn't you? About your appearance. Nope. One, only one eye. All those blood vessels, huge eyebrows. What? Are you picturing me as some sort of cyclops werewolf? No, I just thought you'd been a bit harsh on yourself. I'm sorry you find me so repellent. Is your stomach turning as we speak? Oh, well, it is, but only because I went for a vegan fish pie earlier. Why on earth would anyone make a vegan fish pie? Well, maybe they miss fish pie. They must get very nostalgic about fish, vegans. Personally, I hate fish. Well, then, why did you order a vegan fish pie? Well, obviously because it wouldn't taste like fish. Sure, you're right for this job. No, it's not a job, really, is it? It's just listening to people. It's just that you strike me as uh, so. Yeah? So. fucking witless at times. You're not the first to call me unpleasant things. I had a boyfriend who did it all the time. And now? Is your current boyfriend nicer to you? I don't wish to talk about it. Or perhaps you're married. Perhaps you are. Well, obviously I'm not. Because of the nasal hair? Because I'm talking to you at two bloody a.m. in the morning. Listen, I've got to tell you about that weird thing that happened to my friend today. This is... this is just bizarre. You'll be bowled over. Right, so my friend sells stuff. In markets, you know, the kind of old thing, old books, pictures, dead people's possessions. Um, and this bloke comes up to him and says, you'll never guess what I found in the skip. And my friend says, no idea. And so the bloke opens his bag and shows him. Oh, very small Chinese underwear? No. A book on the parasites that live in wigs? No. Oh, those dolls you throw over walls? What are you talking about? So, sorry, sorry, dogs. I mean, the dogs you throw over walls. I have absolutely no idea what you mean. Well, you said I'd never guess. I wanted to have a good crack at it. Right, OK. I'll just tell you. It's one of those original This Is Your Life red books. Honest to God. And it was for Max Bygraves. Can you believe that? I mean, what are the chances? Why would someone throw something that precious away? Oh. They're iconic. You couldn't put a price on one, in my opinion. Mm, OK. You're probably too young to remember who Max Bygraves was. You're wrong there, but my dad wouldn't let us watch anything on telly who had a morbid surname. He said it brought bad luck to the house, so, so I never saw him. Like who? Stella Black. Fair enough. 
John Nettles. How is it that... Oh, never mind. I just had this urge to tell you. It seemed like exciting news at the time. It was... It was you I wanted to tell, and the thing is, I don't even know your name. I've told you. We're not supposed to give those details. Those are the rules. And I can't give you my telephone number. No, of course you can't. I'm going to give it to you anyway. Got a pen? Don't. You'll get me in trouble. Just write it down. No one will see. Honestly, no, I can't. Do as I say. Just write it down. Stop harassing me. There are certain words that I can call out, and then my supervisor will come and end this conversation. 017. I said stop it. 26. I'm going to say it. Five five four eight two three. Poppermatic. So you managed to write down my number in time after all. I did. Is this unethical calling me? Doesn't matter. I got kicked out. Oh, outrageous! On what grounds? I'm just doing everything wrong. I'm not really supposed to talk about myself. Or make jokes about killing yourself. Or say anal. Oh, and I got the safe word wrong at the end. It wasn't popomatic, apparently. I must have misheard. What was it? Assistance, please. Their bloody loss. What happened to your wife? Who said I had a wife? Well, I guessed. She said I was strange. Did she know that when she married you? No, I very much got stranger with the years. I could feel it working its way up through my legs, into my torso, through my chest ended up in my head. It's a very strange way to put it. You see? What's your house like? Mainly brown. What about your garden? Same. I had my ancestry done and it turns out that my entire DNA hasn't moved from a mile radius of where I live for 300 years. None of us has gone anywhere. I haven't had mine done but I bet it wouldn't, well, I bet it would be the same. We're probably distantly related, you and me. Almost certainly. Uh, Not too closely. I, I mean, we wouldn't have deformed children or anything. I bet if we burrowed a bit beneath the surface, we'd find that we've got all kinds of funny traits in common. I don't know if it's relevant, but I've always been partial, unnaturally partial, to gelatine. You know, the proper hoof-based stuff, you know? Mm, No, Uh, we don't share that one. And I retch at the sight of moss. Not lichen, mind you, just moss. Again, that might be just your thing. So... Did she leave you because of the gelatin and the moss? Or was it something more unreasonable? Who said she left me? Uh, Sorry. I'm not good with having to accommodate people. Do you understand? Other people make me feel uncomfortable, like I've pulled on someone else's underpants. I get irritated and things rub me up the wrong way, but it... I once did that. And I regretted it, but I found it very hard to take them off afterwards. I was going to say... That Which is why I think twice about putting on anyone else's underwear these days. It's just not worth the risk. I was going to say, you don't make me feel like... Like your pants are too tight. Precisely. But I've had enough. Where's that rope? You're joking now, aren't you? Well, it's no joking matter. It never was. Didn't you read your guidelines? You shouldn't make light of these things. No, I never read guidelines. That's one of the seven million things about me that annoy other people. I just thought I could help, but they booted me out. I'm beyond help. No, you're not. You never really thought you could save me, did you? Who is really that arrogant or deluded? What happened? Did you do anything fatal? I only put the phone down about half a minute ago. What do you think I could achieve in that time? Well, you're all rigged up and good to go. It doesn't work like that. What do you want anyway? Well, I forgot that I had a couple of bits of news to tell you too. Make it quick. Uh, Firstly, I won £20,000 on the lottery. And then the other thing is that I got all upset about a book I bought in a charity shop. What? 
We'll come back to the money. I want to sort out the upsetting book first. It's called Love Him Right, A Guide to Being a Good Wife. Why on earth would you buy that? It was an accident. I reached for the wrong book. I thought I was buying a book on teaching your dog maths. And do you have a husband? I, I don't even have a dog. But I saw it and I thought it might be a useful skill for later. People being so competitive about their dogs and everything. All right, all right. J- just forget about the dogs. Tell me why the book on the dark marital arts upset you so much. Well, because it was written by a man and he was telling us what makes a good wife and he said that we should always get up first thing and put on a face full of makeup so that we look presentable. He said women look their ugliest in the morning. Men hate seeing that. What a bloody misogynist! Why would you read such a thing? I bet you look lovely in the morning. The thing is, it's just a serving suggestion, isn't it? Hiding who you are and trying to make yourself seem more beautiful or clever or successful. You work so hard at being the picture on the tin, but inside you're still perfectly delicious. I don't know why people put themselves through it. It upset me, that's all. I'm sorry I called you witless. I am witless. I'm beginning to think you're not. Oh, I am. I said you're not. Right, if you say so. How's that rope? In the shed. Can't you just burn it? Local bylaws. Can't burn things in a built-up area. I'd have set fire to it on my balcony and people might think it was burning a snake or something. Are there bylaws for burning snakes? Possibly not. No. Well then. I'll just keep it in the shed and now and again I'll go and look at it and it'll remind me of what might have been and of you. It will remind me of how you came into my life. Mum! What was that? What? I heard someone. A child. I heard someone shout, Mum. Did you? Yeah, I did. I heard it clearly. A child shouting for its mother. Uh, I'm in a shopping centre. There are lots of children here. Lots of mothers gawping in shop windows and ignoring their poor kids. Are you telling me the truth? What are you saying? Are you really what I think you are? Are you really as lost as me, as strange as me, as desperate as me? I thought you were. I've got to go now. Sorry. uh, Hello, you've reached the helpline. I'm here to listen to you. So you're back. I knew they couldn't do without you. Did they come crawling? Begging? Not really. They knew they had a gem in you. That's why they insisted you come back. Mm, It doesn't really work like that. I got a star put on my desk once for selling more canal boat holidays in one year than all the others put together. Considering I despised my job, I felt quite good about that. I suspect that's how you're feeling. Triumphant. Like I say, it isn't really like that. You know why they begged you back? Because you're a lifesaver. You make them look good. You're good for life-saving statistics. You give that graph a mighty erection. Today is the first day that I've looked out of my window and thought, Croydon, I love you, Croydon. I want to bloody shag you. And that's thanks to you. Tell them that. In fact, put on that supervisor right now. You sound like you've taken something for virility. Oh, I don't do. No, no, no. I do. I do. It's you. You're my Viagra. You bloody pump me up. Sorry. Sorry. I just had to say that. Well, it's very nice of you. No one's ever plumped up because of me. I very much doubt that. But I... Be a lot happier if that thing, 
that item in your shed was out of your life for good. Uh, yes. Yes, I've decided I shall burn it after all. To hell with bylaws. I'd love you to be by my side when I do it, clinking the old glasses and... I'd even give your hand a little squeeze. How would you feel about that? Will it hurt? Damn right. And you know why? Because love hurts. Sorry. I don't know what to say. Maybe I am good for life-saving statistics. Please. Just put on your supervisor. I, I want to explain what you've achieved. I, I can't. Come on. I insist. No, sorry. Yes, put me on to your supervisor right now. I can't. Why not? Because I am the supervisor. I don't quite understand. I have methods of working, you see. I was right all along. What do you mean? It's all been a distraction, all of it. You've just played me like a child. Did anything you could to take my mind off things. But don't you understand? It's all a distraction anyway. Everything. You must know that. Reading, eating, shopping for trousers, stroking a cat, picking a spot. Everything we do distracts us from what we know is coming. All of it. And we all have to do it one way or another. I do it. I did it to you. I became someone that distracted you. A serving suggestion. A serving suggestion. But you let me feel something. All I did was remind you that other people are the key to your happiness. And if they don't exist? I exist. I really do. But I won't. I can't exist for you anymore. You have to go out and find another version. I don't know how to. That's the point. Why do you think I'm so lonely, so... desperate? You're not lonely or desperate anymore, are you? Go on, admit it. You're not. I was going to give you a gift as well. Something so special tonight. It was... I was going to give it to you tonight. I think I can guess. It's an icon of a golden age of light entertainment. And if you think that's just a TV prop, an empty set of covers made to look like it's got something inside... I don't. Then you'd be wrong. It's a proper book. It's got clippings inside about his life. Eamon Andrews really was looking at Maxie's life. He really was. I know. It's an heirloom. Why would someone throw something like that away? They should offer it to a museum. I'm with you. Or, a, I don't know, write a blog about it. Make it publicly available. That's what I'll do. Will you call me Nan again? So you know I'm alive. Because I'll miss having these conversations. Frightened. I'm frightened that she's just not out there. The real version of you. Of course she is. She absolutely is. I guarantee it. You must save the gift for her. I will. It says here, don't let the subject leave the conversation until you are absolutely sure he or she is ready to leave. Who writes this rubbish? They're guidelines. I read them as I go along. <sighs> I'm ready to leave. Serving Suggestions by Tempest Productions Written by Bibi Berkey Performed by Mark Lingwood and Bibi Berkey